We're very happy to have Professor Emeritus Lawrence Barron with us. He held the Nassiter Chair of Modern Jewish History at San Diego State University from 1988 until 2012 and directed his Jewish Studies program until 2006. He received his PhD in Modern European Cultural and Intellectual History from the University of Wisconsin, where he played linebacker and running back for two years before injuring his knee and going into his current professor, professorial um, interests. Is that true? He, he taught at St. Lawrence University, which is a very beautiful place, from 1975 until 1988. He has authored and edited four books, including The Modern Jewish Experience in World Cinema and Projecting the Holocaust into the Present, The Changing Focus of Contemporary Holocaust Cinema. That was in 2005. He served as the historian, he served as the historian and as an interviewer for Sam and Pearl's, Pearl Oliner's the Altruistic Personality, Rescuers of Jewish, uh, Jews in Nazi Europe. In 2006, he delivered the keynote address for Yad Vashem's first conference devoted to Hollywood and the Holocaust. His contribution to Holocaust studies was pro profiled in 50 Key Thinkers on the Holocaust and Genocide uh, in two uh, Rutledge, 2010. In the fall semester of 2015, he served as the Ida King Distinguished Visiting Professor of Holocaust and Genocide Studies at the Richard Stockton University of New Jersey. Please join me in welcoming Professor Lawrence Barron to Irvine. Some of you have heard me speak before know that the crucial part of my talk is when I sing. Uh, I write overtures to my various talks, and so uh, they're short. And so this is the overture to this uh, lecture. Khalid loves Hava, and Hava loves Khalid. Her brother Gedalia causes a stampede to kill the Arab who loves his sister to prevent him from being his sister's mister. Noam loved his Ashraf, and Ashraf loved Noam, but Ashraf was gay and shunned at his home. When his sister died in a shinbait crossfire, he strapped on a bomb, set it off with a wire. Love may be blind, hard to confine from Mideast politics. When family and friends seek your partner's end, it's often a lethal mix. So, that's the most painful part. Some of you may know in 2015, anybody here, uh, have you read Dorit Rabayam's uh, All the Rivers? Ah, all right. Well, some of you know, may know this book came out in 2015, and it's about a, a Jewish uh, Israeli uh, Arab romance, uh, which doesn't end up getting consummated. Uh, but uh, even so, uh, the Israeli uh, government and the board of edu the uh, educational board uh, withdrew it from circulation to be read at high schools, even though it's tremendously popular. Uh, that was a great boost for ratings, and its sales went up. Uh, but then there were all these polls that were done of what Israelis thought about intermarriage and what Arabs thought about uh, intermarriage. Uh, and it was not happy results. You have some of those uh, that I'm passing around. But if you're uh, an Orthodox Israeli, a Haredi, 97% uh, of Haredis oppose intermarriage uh, with an Arab, specifically with an Arab. 88% uh, of remaining Jews who consider themselves religious in Israel oppose uh, intermarriage with an Arab or a Muslim. Uh, and even 64% of secular Israelis oppose intermarriage. 
Um, the percentage among Israeli Muslim Arabs is actually lower than you would think. It's 71%, but that's because the assumption is if an Arab man marries a Jewish woman, she's going to convert to Islam. So that explains a little bit of the, of the difference. Uh, conversely, though, if you come to the United States, uh, we have an intermarriage rate pushing 60%, uh, which probably has to do with individualism in this country, uh, with separation of church and state, uh, with levels of religious affiliation, uh, and the relative weakness of anti-Semitism uh, in the United States. Uh, and uh, how many of those are with uh, Muslims or Palestinians? Uh, we don't have those figures. I don't have those figures. But I can testify uh, from a friend of mine who is an imam, uh, and who's especially a very liberal imam, and his specialty is intermarriages. He says the majority of intermarriages he performs between Muslims uh, and non-Muslims are with Jews. Uh, and so I don't know why that is, but that's just something to throw out there. And though you may think Muslims totally resist this idea of intermarriage uh, in the United States, uh, that percentage is about 13% of Muslims who intermarry uh, with people of other faiths. Again, that might not be with Jews, uh, but um, it shows it does happen. Now in movies and in literature and in scripture, we love this theme. Uh, think of it, Boaz and Ruth, Samson and Delilah, Esther and Ashaverus, um, uh, we can go to Greek mythology, Helen in Paris, uh, of course, Romeo and Juliet in modern times, Hava and Fedya. Uh, these are the unlikely couples, uh, or star-crossed lovers, as we call them. Now, the view of that in movies changes, and in cultures changes. Uh, in the United States, for example, where we do privileged romantic love and individualism, uh, these stories are always, are used to always be about assimilation and blending in. Abe's Irish Rose is the most famous one, uh, but you know the modern day version of that, uh, Bridget Loves Bernie. Uh, I also do a lecture on Irish Jewish Rome. I've gotten into this sort of routine of talking about intermarriages since 60% of Jews are intermarried. Uh, and that's uh, fairly, um, uh, these sorts of stories are very positive. Uh, if you go to cultures where hostilities are greater, where the possibilities of relating uh, don't work as well, uh, you should look at, for example, the original version, the Yiddish version, uh, and the original story uh, that Fiddler on the Roof is based. Uh, there's no reconciliation uh, between uh, the child uh, who marries out, except if she will divorce her Russian husband uh, and come back, uh, which in the Yiddish version of the movie happens. Uh, in Israel, it's much more complicated because religion is connected to nationality and to ethnicity. And all these problems come together, so it isn't just an issue of religious tolerance. But it is interesting in Israeli film, and I'm going to look at three sets of films, Israeli, French, uh, not as much in French, and then uh, American, in Israeli films, intermarriage actually was fairly common in the first couple of years as a kind of central plot line. You all know this. This is in, from an Israeli film. What's the key romance in Exodus? Yeah. Um, but 
If you go to Israel's, I'm going to show you a clip. This is from Israel's founding film, uh, considered the best film on the War of Independence. Uh, Hill 24 doesn't answer. And in there, you have an Irish, uh, Irishman who's working for the British and initially policing uh, the Jews. Uh, and he falls in love with one of the women uh, who he is uh, surveilling, uh, who's Jewish. Uh, and they want to get married. And this Irish-Jewish romance continues. Now, why would a Jewish state, uh, in its first major movie about its own war of independence, uh, stress intermarriage, at least as one of the plot lines. Uh, and the reason I think is obvious, the same reason why Exodus stresses it, uh, it's because Israel saw itself as alone in the world. It needed friends uh, in other countries. Uh, and um, this was a way of sort of saying that. You know, uh, If you think of Ari's lines in, uh, in Exodus, where he, he says, well, we're different. And uh, Eva Marie Saint says, no, we're all the same. And then they kiss, and there's this great music. And then there's all these comparisons with the American Revolution and the Israeli Revolution. Uh, you'll see that, and you'll see it in here. By the way, it's Irish. Why, in all these early movies about the Israeli War of Independence, it's always an Irish man who's working for the British. And why do they end up on the Israeli side? Because they'd much prefer to fight the British than fight the Arabs or fight the Israelis. And so this is from uh, Hill 24 doesn't answer. By the time I returned to this country, the war of liberation was on and Miriam was in the army. I was glad to join up myself. I believed in this fight the Israelis were putting up. But everything kept Miriam and me apart. It made me so mad I contacted Berger, our one link. Considering the past, he's been decent. He could sometimes arrange transport so that Miriam and I were able to meet. Esther? So you volunteered as a friend of Berger's? Volunteered, yes, but hardly as his friend. I wanted to prove to him and others that I mean what I say. Dorothy. Like it? It's beautiful. How much did you pay? Has the lady accepted? Not yet. She wants her family to approve, but they don't. Families are like that. Yep. Still, we Finnegans are all optimists, you know. It'll all come right in the end. Finnegan? That's Hungarian? No. Timos Aaron. I'm from Ireland. Ah, an Irish Jew, eh? No, an Irish Christian. It sounds a long way away for you to be here. Where is Ireland? In England? Hell no! Where's Israel? In Egypt? And besides, why shouldn't he be here? Look at us! One dark-eyed beauty from Yemen, a romantic from New York, one Shilamatl whose papa came here from Poland before he was born. Outside and income's different, but the rest much the same. Meshuggah ya Allah! Meaning crazy. Yeah, yeah, but in a nice way. <laughs> you know, that bit in the Bible covers us. In my father's house are many mansions. Who said that, Ishayahu? She means Isaiah. No, it was Jesus. Then he took it from Ishayahu. Ishayahu said that. It means... I don't know how to say it in English. It means, for my house shall be the house of prayer for all nations. 
Our Ishayao, you, Jesus, say, my dear. Uh, the intermarriage theme plays a big role in uh, Israeli cinema. Uh, after these first years, 1940s, 1950s, where you had usually with uh, Christians uh, from Europe or from America uh, getting married to Israelis, uh, in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s, uh, intermarriage movies were about uh, Sephardis marrying Ashkenazis uh, or Mizrahi. Uh, the Mizrahi were seen as lower class, uh, but basically, by intermarriage, Israel would become the Mizu Galiot, the, the mixture of, of the exiles, and that's how nation uh, building would occur. Uh, something changed in the 1980s. Uh, there weren't many intermarriage movies about Arabs, almost none until then. And so uh, in the 1980s, we start having them come. Uh, and it's a number of reasons why. Uh, partly it's Begin coming in and the settlement movement increasing, so there's more tension. Uh, part of it has to do with the Israelis living alongside each other in Jerusalem, uh, which is now reunited. Uh, and part, parts of it have to do with the 82 war uh, in Lebanon. But in any case, we have a series of what are called conflict films uh, between Palestinians and Israelis, and these are often played out in romantic relationships. Uh, the film that's considered the best Israeli film from the 1980s is called Hamsin. I'll check out your Hebrew. What, what would be a good translation for a Hamsin? Santa Ana. Yeah, I mean, it's basically our Santa Anas. Uh, and it's kind of like Do the Right Thing, uh, like Spike uh, Lee's Do the Right Thing. Uh, the heat is building. Uh, the Israelis are buying up territory uh, that isn't uh, necessarily farmed or, or uh, used for farming on the West Bank. Uh, Gedalia is an Israeli who's actually very sympathetic to his Arab neighbors, and he tries to enter into a deal with them uh, where he'll buy the land and they'll put in money and he'll let them farm it because otherwise they'll lose their land. Uh, he has a worker, uh, Khalid, who works for him, who he's very close with, uh, and Khalid... Um, is actually pretty apolitical, uh, though there are some people in the, in the Arab community who want a revolution uh, and violence against the Israelis. There's others who say, no, this is a good deal. Uh, but what comes in, in between all of this uh, is a woman whose name is Chava. It goes back to Fiddler on the Roof. Uh, Chava is the sister of Gedalia, uh, and she falls in love with Khalid. Uh, no one knows about this. Uh, until um, the brother Gadalia peers through the window and sees them making love, uh, and uh, this is what happens afterwards. It's Abu Yeshe. It's an
thing because it's so, so darkly lit. But what happens is, of course, he's outraged. Uh, the next day, he sees Khalid. Uh, he's a rancher, so he's got um, bulls and, and cows. And uh, he basically sets up Khalid in one of the chutes, uh, tells him to clean up something, and then he sends one of the bulls out, and the bull gores him. Uh, and uh, Khalid is dead, and that's how it ends. Uh, the director, Daniel Waxman, uh, said he could see no way out, uh, given what was happening in Israel, and that's the only way he could resolve the story. Uh, this has generally been the case in most of these movies. Uh, you, if it's about an Israeli uh, Jew in love with a Palestinian, it's going to end up either with the Palestinian getting killed by the Mossad or the Shin Bet, or it's going to end up with the uh, Jewish partner being killed by the PLO or Hamas, uh, or uh, by an angry relative of one of the two uh, who's not going to let the marriage go through. There are a couple of exceptions, but usually the Israeli films that end more happily uh, end with the uh, couple immigrating, uh, usually to France or to the United States. Uh, they're, not, they're just reflecting reality. And it's funny, during the 1990s, when you think there would have been mo more movies made about positive relationships because of Camp David, uh, basically there was just a decrease in the negative ones. But uh, after the failure of the peace talks in 2000 and the second intifada, uh, this has been pretty much the way. You, you get movies that are about Israeli-Arab uh, friendships uh, that sometimes are able to weather the storms. Uh, like Lemon Tree uh, or The Other Brother. Uh, but uh, when it comes to love stories, it's pretty dismal. I'm going to show you a clip from one of my favorite Israeli films, uh, a film called The Bubble. Anybody know The Bubble? Now you got a film you got to go and see. Um, there's a very thriving gay cinema. As you probably know, Israel uh, has been much more liberal uh, on gay issues than any country in the area, certainly than uh, the Palestinian Authority or Hamas. Uh, not much competition there. Uh, and there is this, uh, there's this phenomena of Palestinian gay men who flee across the border, who sneak across the border, and try to disguise themselves as Jews uh, and uh, ingrain themselves in Israeli society and find a lover. Uh, rather than face what often is either forced marriage or being killed uh, by their families. And uh, the bubble plays on this. The bubble is about Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv has been voted the most gay-friendly city in the, again, in the Mediterranean. Again, the competition isn't tough. Uh, but, um, uh, and uh, in the bubble, uh, you know, we're with sort of 20-something, 30-somethings who are you know, very liberal and very anti-occupation, and they live kind of an alternate lifestyle. And this gay guy, Ashraf, comes in. Uh, he speaks perfect Hebrew. Uh, they don't have to, they let him work at their restaurant. They know he's Arab. Uh, but he has problems at home. Uh, his sister is marrying a PLO militant whose name is Jihad. Mm. <laughs> Should have figured that one out. No, <laughs> Uh, and, uh, in, and basically, uh, the Shin Bet comes to the house uh, and kills, they're trying to get the brother, uh, but they kill the sister. Uh, and that, though Ashraf loves Nome, uh, who he's developed a relationship with, uh, 
uh, and they used to be neighbors in a, in a sense because uh, Nome lives in, uh, on French Hill, uh, which was part of Jerusalem that was taken in 1967. And if you've been to French Hill or Jerusalem, you know it, 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 it's adjacent to an Arab neighborhood. Uh, and um, Nome always wondered when his mother would have playdates and invite kids from the area, including Arab kids. None of the Arab kids came. That's his memory. Uh, but Ashraf's memories are of houses being bulldozed. Uh, and any, so Ashraf decides he's going to go and do a suicide bomb mission to avenge his sister. Uh, and he goes to the Tel Aviv cafe uh, where his friends are. And this is that scene. And let's hope the coloring is a little better. Ashraf? לעשן ולמלחמות, יש מקום יותר טוב. אולי באמת יש איזה גן עדן כזה, ונוכל שנינו סתם לעוף שם אחד את השני. לא יודע. אני שואל את עצמי בכלל אין לנו סיכוי. אם אי פעם, לרגע אחד, היה לנו סיכוי. לולו ואלי בטח ייתנו לעיתונים תמונה שלנו ביחד. אולי זאת מהרעב שאנחנו נראים נורא מסטולים ומאושרים. אולי אנשים יראו את התמונה שלנו, כמה אנחנו יפים, ויבינו שזה חבל, שכל המלחמות האלה, סתם בטח לא יבין. Uh, 
you often have the prospect of going to another place in some of these movies. And some are American-made, and I was going to show you one. There's one called David and Fatima, but we're a little behind schedule. Uh, but one of the nice things about David and Fatima is it starts with the parents telling the story of Isaac and Ishmael. And the Muslim parents give a very different story than the Jewish parents. And basically, they both come to the conclusion that's why Jews were meant to rule this area. That's why Arabs were meant to rule this area. Uh, and in the end, uh, David and Fatima end up both being killed, uh, one by an angry brother uh, and the other by uh, some, uh, a Mossad soldier, uh, IDF soldier who's defending his comrade. Uh, but I want to show you uh, from a movie that uh, won the Oscar for best short film, uh, short live film, uh, West Bank Story. Anybody, any of you know West Bank Story? And West Bank Story is about competing falafel stands, uh, Arab stand versus a Israeli stand, and these two lovers who want to be with each other. And there's one night where all the stands go up and fire, and now there's just ruins, and they're figuring out what are they going to do and this is, that's the setup for this scene. Look around. Wait, 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 wait. I think, uh, I think we can put something together here. Please come with me. David, David. I really don't think this is such a good idea. Huh? Plus, is this our table? Oh, oh, oh. This table belongs to the hummus hut. This table is clearly the kosher kings, and you will return it! You, you, you tried to serve our customers your pathetic food, and now you want us to return our own table? Show them it's noon? Our pathetic food. Oh, yeah! Our pathetic food! Oh, yeah! 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 These people need falafels, Aliyah. They must be served. They must be fed, Right. Shlomo, quickly, get more falafels. Mustafa, where's the hummus? Get it over here. Yama! Okay, so, uh, two falafels? I need more onions and mushrooms, please. Maybe everything will be okay. Maybe. But no matter what happens with them, we have peace right here. What if it doesn't work out between them? Then I will take you to a place where I heard of that Jews and Muslims live in harmony. What place is that? It's called Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly Hills? Makes sense to me. Uh, when you go over to France, there are negative stories and there are positive stories. France is obviously having a large wave of uh, immigration uh, coming from uh, the Arab world. Uh, estimates on there, about 10% of France uh, by 2030 will be Muslim. Uh, but they're also, you know, France is the third largest Jewish community in the world. And many of those Jews are from the Arab world. Uh, and are poorer and live in the same neighborhoods as the Arabs. Uh, and so uh, there are stories, uh, a wonderful movie called Little Jerusalem, 
Uh, Little Jerusalem is about a love story between a French Jewish woman whose family is Orthodox, and it's a very loving movie in terms of it has, what movie do you know has Simcha Torah in it, uh, and uh, has Tashlich in it, has a whole number of elements. Uh, but there's clearly tension in the neighborhood. Uh, the uh, sukkah is set afire, uh, and um, later on, uh, the brother of this woman, brother-in-law of this woman, uh, is beaten up by Arabs, and uh, her family decides to make Aliyah to Israel. Uh, but uh, she is in love. Uh, she's a philosophy student leaning towards secularism. Uh, she falls in love with an Algerian uh, journalist who's living secretly with his parents. He doesn't have papers. Uh, he needs them to support him. Uh, and she falls in love with him, and then they go to her, his house, and his parents totally reject her, uh, unless she'll convert. And uh, he has to listen, because otherwise he'll have to go back to Algeria. And so the relationship ends. That's one kind of movie. But for the most part, the French movies are light comedies. And they're comedies about, they're really asserting what France sees itself, its own self-image, is that you can come there and as long as you don't have any parochial identity, you're French. Uh, so French Jews, as long as they don't wear their yarmulkes or see, you, know, uh, you know, wear fringes or women uh, don't cover, um, you, know, they're, you know, with a the shadal, they're okay. And as long as women don't wear the hijab, uh, they're okay. They're supposed to be able to fit in. And this uh, film I'm gonna show you uh, is uh, a film that called The Names of Love, and it's about a Jewish guy whose parents have done everything possible to hide that they're Jewish. Uh, his name is Arthur Martin. As he guesses, there's probably 20,000 other Arthur Martins. Uh, his mother is, uh, she survived the Holocaust in hiding. Her family died at Auschwitz. His father um, is French and was stationed in Algeria during the Algerian Civil War. Uh, the woman, uh, Baya Bahamud, uh, is uh, Algerian. Her father was a, uh, an artist, but in France, basically, he's a fix-up man. He doesn't get to do what he wants. Uh, but she's developed this routine. She was molested when she was young. This is a French comedy, right? Uh, she was molested when she was young, but then she decided her real power in society to change things was to have sex with conservatives, uh, with ultra-nationalists, uh, to make them realize that, uh, you know, make love, not war. Uh, and uh, she's a really way out there bohemian character. And this is her and Arthur coming together. Auschwitz, je crois. Auschwitz Mais c'est génial Attends, t'es juif, je suis arabe Et en plus, on a plein de morts dans nos familles à cause des flics français Non mais attends, c'est trop la classe À nous deux, on est la France, tu comprends Nos familles, c'est une partie de l'histoire qui fait l'amour à l'autre. Je crois que ça me donne envie de pleurer, là. Je ne suis pas juif, ok Je crois pas en Dieu. J'ai jamais mis les pieds dans une synagogue. Je, je, je me fous d'Israël et je m'appelle Arthur Martin. Oh bah t'as honte, c'est tout. Mais non. T'es musulmane, toi Non. 
Mais juifs, c'est pas pareil. Mais si, c'est pareil, on est des, des bâtards. Des, des, des gens qui savent pas vraiment qui sont nés, d'où ils viennent. Mais c'est très bien comme ça. Eh ben d'accord, on est des bâtards. Mais on est des millions de bâtards. Il faut tous qu'on couche ensemble pour qu'il y en ait encore plus. <rire> tu sais quoi Parce que le jour où il n'y aura plus que des bâtards sur Terre, la paix, elle reviendra. Les bâtards, c'est l'avenir de l'humanité. <rire> on appelle ça la vitalité hybride. La quoi En biologie. Deux spécimens qui s'accouplent avec des patrimoines génétiques éloignés, on appelle ça la vitalité hybride. C'est beau. They end up having a baby. The baby they name, give him the first name, a Chinese name, Chang. So he is Chang Martin Bachmamud. And uh, they do that because they don't want him to be any one identity. They just want him to be French. Okay, thank you. So let's go over to the United States. The films in the United States are almost, if they're set in Israel, they're, they end badly. Uh, and there are a number of films like that. David and Fatima is actually an American movie, but it ends like that. Uh, there's another one called Torn Apart, which ends the same way. It's a Romeo-Juliet story. But most of the films are comedies. Uh, and I um, want to give you a sense of some of these. Uh, there's one called David and Layla. And here we have a little bit different set of dynamics. Uh, David and Layla. Layla is a Kurd, a Kurdish Muslim, uh, who is in the United States illegally. She fled uh, Saddam's regime. Her fam most of her family was killed. Uh, at least her brothers were, were killed in by Saddam. Uh, she's here illegally. David is just, he's a reporter, TV reporter. He goes on the streets and interviews people uh, with inane questions often. But he falls in love with Layla. Uh, Layla needs her green card. This is a common story. Uh, and uh, she, she loves him and she wants to get married and she brings him to her family. And her family says, well, it's okay if you get married, but he has to convert. He finds out what it's like to be a Muslim. And actually, if you're a minimum Muslim, it's kind of like being a minimal Jew. It's not that much. It is praying during the day and giving zakat, giving zadakah. But basically, 
uh, you don't have to do all the things. So he decides he can convert and still remain Jewish in his heart, as he puts it. Uh, and this is just the uh, trailer for it, but it gives you a good sense of it. And they, I mean, part of the, the beauty of the or comedy of this movie is they're always comparing which, whose people suffered more, uh, Jews or Kurds. Uh, that's, that's one of the themes. And then they blend all the traditions. So when they have their wedding, they have Arabic music, but they also dance the hora, uh, and they have a halal section and a kosher section. Uh, for the food, and there's a seder, which they try to make into a, a multi-ethnic seder. Uh, and this is kind of classic American. You come to America, uh, everyone blends in. These differences don't mean anything. A poem my mother used to tell me, the blind saw with the eyes of the deaf, the deaf listened with the ears of the blind, the mute understood both by reading their lips, and together they smelled the flowers. We've overstayed your artist visa by 52 days. I'm stateless. One week before our wedding, they took my fiance. After Saddam fell, they found his remains in a mass grave. Ma, Dad, I'm in love. Unless I fantasize about Leela and then... The fantasy is vital for a happy marriage. I'm not married. How was your romantic life? Uh, how often do you have halal sex? I just wanted to come and ask permission so I could date Miss Layla. You guy on TV. You should Google me, I think. Google? <laughs> hey, you are a guest. Nobody's gonna Google you. I love to feel a keeper on my head in the morning. <laughs> you still got it, Dad. The man loves me. He marries me. I'm Jewish, she's Muslim. When you marry, you marry the whole family, the whole mishpukah. Layla doesn't have a family, so. You're marrying an orphan? If our Layla marry a Julika, you never be our family. Why don't we let Layla make nice young men Muslim? He wants to be Muslim only to enter this woman. Would you do me the honor of becoming Muslim? We would like you to join us for our Passover dinner. Manishtana Halila. Hear your name, Lila. She's right, David. You need to make a choice. It's us or them. You have to pray five times each day, beginning at dawn, and uh, give 10% of your income to the poor. Oh, and no one told me about that. Oh, no one gives 10% anymore. You just kill a sheep and give the meat to the poor. Is this how you reward your parents, David? Huh? After all your Torah studies? I'm not giving anything up. I have to pray to Allah a few times. Change my name to Davud. Davud! Shalom. Shalom. Probably one of the most Israeli films uh, that's come out of America is uh, You Don't Mess with the Zohan, Adam Sandler's thing. And people, uh, Adam Sandler is definitely acquired taste. Uh, but um, how many have seen? 
All right. Some people don't like it. I think it's very, Israelis think it's one of the funniest movies they've ever seen. Uh, and it's about a Mossad agent. He's a super Mossad agent. Uh, and he does battle with a guy by the name of Phantom, uh, whose real name is Fatouche, uh, played by John Turturro. Uh, and he decides he's had it. He just doesn't want to be involved in killing and secret stuff. And he really wants to be a hairdresser. Uh, so he comes, comes to the United States, boards a plane, uh, actually stows away on a plane, uh, comes to the U.S., and uh, he ends up working at a beauty parlor that's owned by a Palestinian woman, uh, Dahlia. Uh, of course, he falls in love with her. Uh, meanwhile, uh, it turns out Dahlia is Fatusha's sister, and Fatusha is living secretly, uh, running a Middle Eastern restaurant uh, in New York. And everything sort of comes together when someone who sounds like Donald Trump uh, decides to buy up their neighborhood uh, and create a mall. And it's the neighborhood in Brooklyn, probably doesn't exist anymore with gentrification, uh, where, which is lined with either Arab or Jewish stores selling electrical equipment. Uh, and um, so this is uh, finally uh, the two come together, Fatouche. Uh, and um, comes together and meets the Zohan. And this is, again, how you resolve this in America. Because I'm through with this. I no more fight. You do whatever you want, but I no fight back. It's trick, huh? No. No! Fight back. No. 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 This is not fun for anybody. Why you not fight back? Because he know better. He show you he change. Sister? Are you gonna grow up, Fatouche? Fatouche? Oh, no, no, Fatouche. He's phantom now. And he's my business. Is my man, Fatouche. You're my woman? You phantom sister? You tapping the Zohan? You settle for a pipi touch? I wouldn't say settle. It was negotiation. Shh. Fatouche is talking. Yes. I am phantom sister. And no, Fatouche, I am not tapping the Zohan. But I think I love him. This is uh, good. Consular man, you are a very good man. Brother, here in America, we're the same. We're just people trying to get jobs, cutting hair, driving cabs, selling crappy stereo equipment. Hey, it's only guts. Whatever. The point is, we are thousands of miles away from all this hate, and we live together just fine. We do. We do. Come on, people. Where's the hate? Huh? Anyone? I resent. Resent is good. What? What do you resent? People don't like us. Come on, it's not easy for us. People don't like us too. Why? Because they think we are you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. 
Everyone in America think we are terrorists. Look, Bajir, no offense, but if you sat next to me on a plane, I might want to get off too. <laughs> so it's a sweet little film. Uh, and uh, that ending is kind of typical. By the way, the beautiful woman who plays Dahlia is a Moroccan Jew. <laughs> so she, um, they, we do look alike, at least uh, certainly Mizrahi look like Arabs. I'm going to finish this with a film. It's the only film I know of uh, by a Palestinian-American filmmaker. He made a film ways back called uh, West Side, East Side. Uh, and uh, his name is uh, Ali Albugawili, hard to pronounce. And he and his brother produced comedies. He's very much influenced by Woody Allen. Uh, and uh, in fact, in the movie, there's several times where you see Woody Allen posters and he talks about Woody Allen. And he plays a uh, Arab guy who is a, um, he's a porn addict. He doesn't have any dates. Uh, he basically loves porn. It, he loses his job because of porn. He goes to a support group because of porn. Uh, but he's looking to, you know, date and find someone. Uh, and a friend of his uh, basically arranges marriages with people who need green cards. And so he uh, arranges a marriage with an Israeli woman whose visa is about to let up because she wants to stay in America because her Israeli boyfriend who just dumped her is staying there and she thinks she'll be able to get back with him. And they end up, of course, falling in love. Uh, his family is irate. Uh, we don't know much about the, the Jewish family in here, uh, but um, the Arab family is really irate. And uh, in the end, of course, uh, it works out. It's a, a rom-com, but it's a movie which was not only played and got very good reviews at the Jerusalem Film Festival in 2013, but also played in Abu Dhabi. This, most of these movies never make it to Arab markets, and it got good reviews in Abu Dhabi. So uh, the movie is called Peace After Love, or After Marriage. Uh, hi, I'm Arafat. This is my first time here. I have a big problem with porn, internet sex, phone sex. My penis was a stick. I probably would start a fire every day. We only want you to get married and be happy. You think I like my life? Hi, I'm Erica. Green card marriage. Uh, but? Okay, so you think you're going to marry a Palestinian in order to be with an Israeli? No, it's very sensible. I'm getting married. Yani, she's from Palestine? We call it Palestine. She doesn't. An Israeli! Thank you, fire to our people! Hello. Palestinian marrying an Israeli is wrong for them and for us. I start first. No. You never. Baruch Atal! Do you really think this could work out, me and you? A Palestinian and an Israeli? You have beautiful arms. 
I care about you. Green card. Shalom. Do you love her? Do you realize that your vagina is now part of the Mideast peace process? Shut up. This has turned into Pretty Woman, man. Tell me your name is Antonio. You can pass for Spanish. Adios, amigo. How did things go with her? It's the first time a Palestinian has exploded that close to an Israeli without causing casualties, you know? Even the music is Woody Allen. And originally, the, uh, it was going to be called Only in New York. Whoops. All right. Peace after marriage. Peace after marriage. So let me end. Uh, I can be very pessimistic. And um, I am of late of many things, not just this. Uh, but uh, I would like to end with Abu Wali's peace plan when he was giving interviews in conjunction with this. He said, my idea is sexual jihad. That is my solution. One big orgy between Palestinians and Israelis where both sides forget about the conflict and release all the hostility they hold for each other through sex. Israeli checkpoints would come down, the Western Wall and the Temple Mount and the Dome of the Rock would turn into, the into theme parks and religion would be an afterthought. Thank you. <laughs> and I think I. That's okay. Uh, we have time for just a few quick questions. Does anybody have any any questions about the films or the yeah. subject? I'm interested in this. The question is, uh, what would the response be if an Israeli uh, uh, Jew brought a, an Arab or Lebanese wife or, or whatever? Uh, there's actually a, a, a short um, a documentary about mixed couples in Israel. They don't have it easy. Um, and the government isn't many times the least of the problems. It's their family, uh, especially in the Arab world, but also uh, among Jews who who disowned them. Uh, but I do know of, uh, I got interested in this subject uh, because I have a cousin uh, whose daughter, uh, he, he's a kibbutznik, uh, married uh, an Arab guy. Uh, and um, they do okay. They live in uh, Jaffa. Uh, and he's a very unusual Arab. He uh, gives tours of concentration camps uh, for Arabs to learn about the Holocaust. Uh, and uh, which is a very nice story. Uh, and I also have an Irish sister-in-law. So <laughs> that's why I, I got interested in these. But the general acceptance, it, it's really difficult because in Israel, 
Uh, anything that deals with family law uh, is under religious courts. Uh, and that becomes the problem. So usually, if anyone wants to get married, they're sent to Cyprus or they, uh, you know, they go to France or to Germany and get married and usually stay there in, in France and Germany. Uh, but it, it's a small, small group. Uh, I mean, to show you how, you know, how family law affects this, the intermarriage rate in Israel actually has gone up um, to about 10 percent. Uh, and in the last 20 years, and what's the reason for that? Anybody want to guess? Jeopardy here? <laughs> it's because of Russian Jews, or Russians who came over but who aren't considered Jewish. So they have to register as mixed marriages. Uh, and so the numbers have gone up. So this is really, uh, uh, it's a serious issue in Israel and uh, barring, you know, any sudden changes in the peace prospects, I don't see it getting any better. So, uh, yeah. Do they get American films in Israel? Oh, sure. They love American stuff. Yeah. yeah. Where can we actually still see this last one? Peace. This last one you can buy. Uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix, but if you just go to Peace After Marriage, um, that's where I got my copy. I mean, one of the nice things, when I started doing research on films, which was about 25 years ago, it was really hard to find obscure films. And now it's pretty easy. You know, between Amazon, yeah, you go on Amazon, you'll find it. Um, yeah. But Amazon or uh, some of the Jew more Jewish themes, one you can get from the National Center for Jewish Film. There also is a, do any people, any, any of you know the Israeli Film Center, which is an online streaming service of Israeli films, um, which you could use, and, and a number, you know, there's quite a few of, of, of the Israeli films. Uh, the most recent, by the way, I don't know if you saw, if they showed it at your film festival, Harmonia, has anybody seen Harmonia? Has a good topic. Uh, it's about, uh, it reenacts uh, Sarah uh, and Hagar uh, using a modern surrogacy. And uh, though there's no love story there, it, it becomes whether the sons uh, will get along with each other. And they do because they're sons of musicians and they play music. So. I was just, uh, I was at a film festival a number of years ago, probably seven, I was thinking, what, what did you say the title was? I don't mm. Because the only movie that rings a bell with me is the movie Arranged, which is about an Orthodox Jewish woman and a, a Muslim woman uh, who are both being involved in, uh, their parents are arranging their marriages and they become friends over that, both live in Brooklyn. Uh, that one doesn't ring a bell, but they're, um, you know, I tell people the only thing new in the world are, are the movies you haven't seen yet. So, um, one more question. If you're interested, at four o'clock, I am speaking at the university synagogue for a women's group, and I'm talking about um, American Jewish women directors. So, see you then.
Thank you all for coming out. Have a great day. And uh, see you at our next CSP event.